What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. Welcome back, everybody, to After Hour Tea. I've kind of been getting like a surge of listeners on After Hour Tea, so I'm going to start off today with Atlanta, and this might be old news to some of you, but new news to most of you. Um, I have a couple, I don't have like any firm, solid casting updates for you guys with Atlanta, but new date, new details have emerged about the casting for the upcoming new season. So according to a new report, um, the, ca- the cast is in for a pretty big shakeup for season 14 in response to the show's drop in ratings. A direct quote from uh, a source that talked to the Jasmine brand, the ratings weren't the best part this season. The, or I'm sorry, the ratings weren't the, at the best this past season, so they need to do some something to help get more viewers. I'm sorry, I'm stumbling on my words here. The site also reported the following. Additionally, our source claims that some changes within the cast are to be expected. While contracts have not yet been signed, we're told that at least one seasoned cast member may receive a reduced role next season, i.e. become a friend of the Housewives. Our source also alleged that more than one returning housewife may be reduced to a friend of, but one thing is clear, fans can allegedly expect to see a couple fresh faces couple fresh faces on season 14 of Atlanta. So Candy previously hinted that she was unsure if she was returning next season. She noted that she's always contemplating a potential exit from the franchise. A quote from her when she talked to Access Hollywood back in April 2021 was, it may be my time to say goodbye and it may be my time to just stay like I'll stay a while longer. You never know, I'm still kind of figuring things out. Last month, sources claimed that the network was looking to shake up the cast due to the show's underwhelming ratings, which I've talked about before. Ratings showed the premiere episode of season 13 only pulled in 1.4 million viewers, which, believe it or not, was a drastic drop from the previous season's first episode. Additionally, um, some reports from TV Deets, is what it's called, um, that the recently aired uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta season 13 finale and the reunion were the series' lowest rated ever. I I don't want to say that it was boring towards the end, but it was a little anticlimactic. I have talked about that before. Um, I, I, people would ask me, you know, who I think should be returning. And I definitely think that, cause I know that they've kind of been talking about Phaedra making a return, a possible return. That would be interesting. I mean, to me, the show is just, I know she was, she was a fan. I think fans were all shocked when Nini left. I just want to say that Nini's got kind of a, ridiculous feud going on with Bravo, so I just don't know if she'll... I, I don't see a return anytime soon. However, Porsche... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Phaedra kind of left during a really bad season. Um, as if you guys have been watching for as long as I have, you kind of remember how Phaedra left, and I won't get into all of it because it's kind of a long story. But it, it would be nice to see her return. I think she definitely brings a different level to the show that would be interesting to watch again. Um, it's also been talked about that Kim Zolciak Bierman might make a return since her show has ended, Don't Be Tardy, after eight seasons? Nine seasons? I think it was eight. Um, I don't know how that would be, only because her last few seasons as a full-time housewife were not the greatest. She just wasn't very, uh, what's the right word? She wasn't very cooperative with the cast. She didn't really go on the group trip. She didn't really go to any filming events. I don't really know if it's because she was really preoccupied with what was going on with her personal life. I don't I don't really know, but I'm just assuming it's because she just didn't jive with any of the women and she's 
kind of a straight shooter, authentic person. I don't really feel like she's fake in that way. So I think maybe she just couldn't hang on. So if I had to guess who they're potentially considering to demote, I would say probably Cynthia. And, well, see, I was going to say Portia, but with all the news coming out with her and Simon, I don't know. I mean, she's definitely got to secure her her full-time spot because that's going to be a major topic for next season. And I'm sure that's definitely going to cause some rifts in the group. However, Portia, I think they were, I think Bravo knows the kind of reaction that they can possibly get out of Portia, as we've seen in previous seasons. But I do think that they were a little disappointed in the reactions that they got from Portia this last season. And I don't know if it's just because Portia's evolving and she's, you know, a mother and she's trying to secure her image in that way. I don't really know. But what I'm trying to say is I think they know what what her limits are. And I think they really thought that they were going to push those limits during this last season. But I think she really just didn't care. However, when you bring a man into the mix and somebody that she needs to be faithful to, it it could throw... I don't know. It's really complicated now that she's with Simon because this this could kind of bring back that that old protective side in Portia. Whereas I feel like last season she just was kind of like la di da di da, doesn't care, you know, whatever. Like she was very not to say she didn't accomplish anything. I mean, obviously all of her, you know, advocacy for um, Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, she's definitely determined in that. But I just mean in her relationship this last year with Dennis, she was just a different person, and I think. That definitely showed in the ratings because I think people honestly were a little bit bored. They're used to getting a little bit more of a reaction out of Portia during arguments. Don't really feel like she stood up for herself that much during the reunion. I feel like she was just there and she was just responding, but I don't really feel like she stood up for herself. So anyways, I've been rambling. But those are my thoughts on Atlanta casting. I'm probably going to talk about it again as new new information emerges. So let's put a pin in it. So moving on from Atlanta over to Beverly Hills, I actually don't have any press yet for Beverly Hills. I don't know if press is pretty slow right now just because of, uh, I don't know. (laughs) But I have a new source claiming that Erica will reveal everything about her divorce to um, her husband, Tom Girardi, in the current season of Beverly Hills, which I'm sure we kind of already guessed. A quote directly from Hollywood Life or or a source that talked to Hollywood Life Erica isn't afraid of anything being shown on Beverly Hills this season. She talks about everything and speaks her truth and stands by it. She's listening to her lawyers and she knows the truth will be told in all of this. She's not hiding anything on TV and you'll see it all play out this season. The season is all about her, but she didn't back away from anything. She wanted people to see her side of the story and when the time comes, she will do a full interview on this matter. I think that's kind of a given. I mean, I know know Erica is a very guarded housewife doesn't really talk a whole lot about her personal life but somehow she's managed to stay on the show for this long and stay relevant and I want to clarify because many people think that I don't like Erica but I actually really I I care for her I think she's a great housewife and I definitely feel like she brings a lot to the show I don't feel like she's one of those I mean it's it's weird because I normally don't like housewives that don't share a lot of their personal life because I just feel like why go on a reality show and not talk about your family, your whatever is going on? Because I think for me, since I've been watching all these shows since the beginning, that's kind of the foundation of all these shows is the family life and all that and just seeing how others live. And I feel like with Erica, we just see her journey as like a, a, a journey, her journey as a cast member on Beverly Hills. Like I don't really feel like we dive deep into her personal life. However, this season, we really will dive into her personal life because 
she's leading this season with her divorce. So I guess I will comment more on this when I know what exactly she talks about on the show, but apparently she's going to be airing everything, so I can't wait. That's it for Beverly Hills. I have some confirmed cast members for you guys for the upcoming Peacock reboot of Real Housewives of Miami. So far, it is happening, by the way. It's been confirmed. Um, Adriana, I think that's her name, Adriana DeMora, she has confirmed that she's returning to the series. It's not yet confirmed whether she's a full-time or a friend of, but she has confirmed that she will be joining. As well as, it's reported that Larsa Pippen has signed her contract for the revival, um, and she is a a previous member. So I, I guess those are the only two confirmed so far. And yeah, I'll get into more when I know more information. So moving on over to New Jersey, press has obviously slowed down since the season has ended. But um, last week, I believe I talked to you guys about the feud that Melissa and Jennifer had on social media. So I have a couple reports here where it appears that the entire cast of New Jersey is siding with Melissa after she and Jen went at it on social media before and after the part one of season 11 reunion aired on Bravo. So a direct quote from a source that talked to Hollywood Life says, there's a weird energy going on with the group when it comes to Jen Aiden. The fighting at the reunion is 100% real. She's become a big eye roll to the entire cast. They don't feel she herself is authentic and the only person siding with her is Teresa, who is also trying to stay out of it. The cast feels Jennifer's causing a lot of drama and starting trouble for no no reason other than to create storylines. This is why Melissa called her out, because she has had it. So, here's the thing, guys. I I actually, I think Jen is one of the most authentic people on this series. If anything, I feel like Melissa, and I love Melissa, I really do, just because, you know me, I love the longevity and I love the OG, per se, housewives. I feel like Melissa is probably the least authentic person on New Jersey, only because I feel like her storylines are a little bit more thought, like they're not as thought out, you know, they're just kind of, or no, they are thought out, you know, she thinks about what I'm going to talk about next season, whatever, and it somehow has to do with, you know, Teresa or whatever, it's it's always piggy-tailed against Teresa in a way, except for when she wanted to have another baby and all that, but... I feel like Jen is super authentic. I don't know where everybody gets that from. I mean, I follow her on social media and she is like exactly how she is on the show is how she is on her social media. She's she's the same person everywhere. Uh, I feel like she shares a lot. I mean, I know a lot about her. I know a lot about her family just from following her on Instagram and watching her on the show. I don't really feel like, you know, I feel like her fighting is genuine because these people, they seem to want to come for her all the time. And I mean, yeah, sometimes she says stupid shit, but... That's what keeps her on the show. I mean, if you think about it, that's called job security. I mean, we if if she didn't say stupid shit, honestly, she probably wouldn't be on the show anymore because she would be irrelevant. And I feel like the only reason that she's still on the show is because she's super authentic and she's not afraid to say or she's not afraid to say something to somebody's face. She's definitely not like that. So, I don't really know where this is coming from. Uh and and as far as Teresa siding with her, I mean, I don't feel like, I mean, obviously she's really close to Teresa, but if Teresa's saying that she's staying out of it, you know, that just means that she's, I mean, Melissa and Teresa made a vow that they're not going to let these housewives come between them as sister-in-laws and family. So her saying I'm staying out of it is fine. And she could still be friends with Jennifer. That's fine. In my opinion, everything is fine. I think everybody's being a little too dramatic with this whole situation. 
Um, they both go at it with each other on, on social media, so it's not like one is more to blame than the other. So, I don't know. I mean, the ratings are up for New Jersey, so I think that these housewives should just stick to what they do best, and that's create drama. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about all this Manzo family drama that's been going on because it's just been all over social media. And I personally wanted to find out all the details myself, and then I was like, well, you know, screw it. I'll just talk about it on here. So Dina Manzo, who we, you know, loved on New Jersey, or maybe you didn't love her, she was sister of Caroline, is reacting to the news that her sister, Caroline Manzo, is showing her support to her ex-husband, Tommy Manzo, who was indicted earlier this month as an alleged accomplice in a 2017 home invasion case. So <laughs> Dina's, st- um, Dina's then-boyfriend, now-husband, Dave Canton, um, were both allegedly attacked with... Sorry, let me start over here. So Dina and her then-boyfriend, now-husband Dave Canton, were both allegedly attacked with bare fists and baseball bats during the altercation as they walked into their New Jersey home. Bravo fans were left shocked when they learned that Caroline showed her support for Tommy, who she described as a kind-hearted and caring, in a letter read at a pretrial detention hearing on Friday, according to the Daily Mail. Tommy was released from jail during the hearing case as he awaits trial in the home invasion case. After hearing the news of Caroline's support for Tommy, Dina's friend and assistant, Luke McKibben, shared a post via Instagram where he slammed the former Manzo with child star, Dean, or Caroline. He shared an image of Caroline and Tommy side by side with the words, Thick as thieves. The caption of post read, For years I have sat by and watched Dina take the high road over and over, staying silent for many reasons, but mainly out of respect for her family. He added, there's a million things I could have said throughout the years and spoken up to defend her. She would forbid me to say a word, but I can't stay silent while others continue to talk to help keep their relevance. You will recap what you... Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Not recap. You will reap what you sow, and I find this extremely fitting. After all, they are your most famous words. Hashtag, let me tell you something about my family. We are as thick as thieves. (laughs) Moments later, Dina responded to Luke's post saying, normally, Lukey, I would ask you to take this down, but you know what? I'm starting to think some just expect us to stay quiet while they continue to hurt others. That's what gives them that power. I'll say it again. It's not okay to take kindness for weakness. Plus, if I don't laugh at this point, I'll just continue to cry. I love you. I thought that was a great response. So Dina's 25-year-old daughter, Lexi, backed her mom in the family feud, and she posted this, the Thickest Thieves post on her Instagram story and said someone had to say it. Uh, She also wrote, oh, she captioned the post literally. She also shared a post from a Bravo fan account that features Dina sitting down at a restaurant waiting for someone to arrive. And the meme reads, Dina Manzo is sitting back while watching the Bravo fans realize what a bad sister Caroline Manzo is. I guess I never really thought that she was that bad of a sister. I mean, I thought there was always something weird going on. I knew it was deep rooted, but I didn't really think it was that bad until I read all this information. So it gets better. Meanwhile, Dina and Caroline's former nemesis and co-star Danielle Staub from New Jersey also shared her thoughts on the topic via social media. After a user tweeted, so let me get this straight, at Caroline Manzo, at Dina Manzo, we're trying to take down Danielle Staub for her past behavior, but Caroline is condoning her in-law beating the shit out of her, beating the shit out of her sister? Um, Danielle responded, she wrote, my past was 30 years behind me. I'm the only... Uh, hashtag R-H-O-N-G. 
or NJ, sorry. I'm the only Real Housewives of New Jersey original cast that was crime-free and living my real life in my Mick Mansion with no debt at the top of the hill. At Bravo should have protected me. Instead, they allowed these criminals to destroy the life I had built for my family. Yikes. When another user tweeted, Caroline Manzo wrote a character reference for the brother-in-law that ambushed her sister Dina. Caroline was a nasty woman hating bully when Danielle was first on New Jersey, threatened by an attractive single woman, obviously. <laughs> Danielle responded to that by saying, Yep, and let's not forget the part that most women would revere, but still bugs Caroline the most. We are hashtag the same age. After another follower chimed in and wrote, No way, she simply responded, Yep, way. On... <laughs> On Friday, May 21st, Tommy was released from jail pending his trial on allegations that he targeted his former wife and her then-boyfriend, now-husband, in a violent home invasion robbery in 2017. Um, according to Page Six, Monmouth County... I said that right, Monmouth County... Monmouth County Judge Paul Eskendan ordered Tom Manzo released from jail at the end of a marathon detention hearing Friday, roughly a week after his arrest and robbery, burglary, aggravated assault, aggravated assault criminal restraint, and stalking charges. Earlier in the hearing, county prosecutor Caitlin Sidley pointed Manzo as an obsessed ex-husband who has allegedly stalked his ex-wife and repeatedly sought to injure her new partner, David, uh, Dave Canton. Sidley alleged Tom Manzo, Tom Manzo and an accomplice, James Manello, I hope I said that right, broke into the new couple's duplex in Holmdale when they weren't home in 2017 and waited for them to return. When the couple walked in, Manzo and Manello attacked them, restraining them with zip ties, beating Canton repeatedly with a baseball bat, and stealing their new engagement rings. Silly said, This is what happens when you fuck with a guy from Patterson, one of the assailants said before they left, according to prosecutors. In addition to... in addition to the state charges, Manzo is charged in a federal case for allegedly hiring reputed Lucchesi crime family associate John Perna to beat Canton outside a strip mall in 2015. In exchange for the beatdown, Perna allegedly got a discount for his wedding at the Brownstone, an event space Manzo co-owns with his brother in Patterson. Manzo denies the charges in the federal case and plans to fight them at trial. His attorney, Amy Luria, Said at Friday's hearing, his attorneys also raised questions about the strength of the prosecutor's case against the Manzos, saying there is little evidence linking him to the 2017 home invasion. Luria called Manzo's split from Dina perfectly perfectly amicable and said he had no history of violent behavior and any criminal convictions despite the federal charges against him. Luria and her co-counsel Michael Critchley also highlighted a number of letters written on behalf of Manzo to vouch for his character, including by the Bishop of Patterson, the vice president of the New Jersey Police Benevolent Association, and Dina's sister, Caroline. <laughs> Manzo will be freed on his on the restrictions already imposed on him by the federal court, reported by Page Six. So I know that's a lot of information to take in. I don't see why Dina would make that up. I don't see how that's something to make up. I mean, I'm not a prosecutor. I'm not a detective, so I can't go back and look at all the details, but... I mean, if it were me, I would just, where was he on that night? Does he have an alibi? Does he, I mean, it's really a, like a, I feel like this situation is not that complicated. I mean, if they have um, battle scars and shit like that, if they have something to prove it in that sense, then I guess I don't, I don't see what the issue is. I mean, it's terrible for Caroline to back this guy up. I don't exactly know what her statement was. I don't know if that will be released to the public, but for her to do that, I mean, that's just so shitty. That's her sister. That's awful. So that's it for New Jersey. I'm going to move over to New York. 
all their press to me is really boring. I have this one article that I found that I thought was maybe worth sharing with you guys. I guess this was a interview that Leah did, or I'm sorry, a recent podcast appearance on Chick in the Office podcast, uh, where Leah opened up about her alleged feud with Heather Thompson as, um, as sorry, as Heather, I don't know why I can't speak. Opens up about her alleged feud with Heather Thompson, um, her her co-star on New York City. I, I don't really know if Heather... I think Heather was set to be a friend, but I think she stopped filming after this whole Leah debacle that I guess we're going to see play out next week. So during this recent appearance, which was released on April 27th, Leah believes it was Heather's camp that leaked the story about rushing her off the show due to their fight. This is a quote from Leah. She said, you know, I don't know who leaked it most likely she planted a story in us weekly which is why i'll never talk to them again saying that i bum rushed her off the show or did whatever i was acting exploited exploitative um she said that things got heated but she tried to stay calm as the cameras were rolling but admitted that she just didn't vibe with thompson due to her personality she said i'm trying to stay sane on the cameras so people don't know how bad shit bad shit i really am she's really lucky the cameras were there to be honest Sometimes you just don't vibe with people. She's just kind of that chick that's like, you shouldn't do this, and I know everything. I'm just not with that. That's just not my cup of tea. She also shared that at the time she was filming the show, her grandmother was passing away, and maybe she would have been a little bit in a different mood under different circumstances. She said, look, she has a strong mind of her own. If she wanted to stay on or come to other events, she could have, but she didn't want to. I guess I don't really know. I guess we're going to see how this all plays out, but I have noticed that Heather is pretty shady in her comments that she makes and I don't know I guess we will see moving forward how the feud pans out I don't really know if it's as dramatic as Heather is making out to be so we'll cross that bridge when we get there I don't really have any other New York press to share that's really interesting and fun however some fun New York I guess this is New York guess because it was an interview that Luann did uh, Luann teases what fans can expect from the upcoming Real Housewives All-Stars vacation series. A direct quote from her according to the Daily Mail, Of course there's always drama because, you know, you have all these women from all the different franchises together, so there's always drama, but there's always there's always with some good, fun, bonding moments. And, you know, we talk a lot about our families and things you might not have known about us from the franchises that we've been on. So it's really cool. I fancy it because it's really something different from the housewives. Despite her initial apprehensions, apprehensions about joining the series due to not knowing many of the women, Luann ended up hitting it off with Kyle and Kenya. She noted that she only interacted once with um, Kyle prior to filming and had never even met Kenya before whom she heard had a reputation for being a drama queen. She said, I laughed a lot with Kyle and Kenya or I laughed a lot with Kyle, and Kenya and I really hit it off. I also heard, this is not a direct quote, so don't quote me, but I also heard that Teresa doesn't get along with Ramona at all, so I guess we'll find out with that. And I could just imagine, I mean, these women, there's lots of different personalities there, so um, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch, I would say. So moving on from that, I don't have any definite Orange County casting updates for you guys. However, I do have some news, um, and it's probably not going to appeal to the Kelly fans. Well, actually, it might, because she may or may not be returning. Anyways, Kelly Dodd reveals whether or not she'll return to Orange County for season 16 amid reports of a cast shakeup. In the comment section of a recent Instagram post, fans of the series asked 
Kelly if she was returning to the show. They said, you'll still be on Real Housewives of Orange County. Please don't leave the show. Selfish of me, LOL. One person wrote on May 23rd, so this is recent. Kelly replied by saying, thank you, but I don't know and don't care. (laughs) And then another person said, you have to stay. It wouldn't be the same without you. And she responded by saying, oh, thank you, but I'm living my life with my beautiful husband and my daughter. Life goes on. The show is not my life. Then another follower asked Kelly, just finally watched The Reunion Part 2, favorite housewife hands down, good luck for you, good luck for you living and not being scared to speak your mind. Kelly replied by saying, that was so nice, it's really hard to do, especially when the cancel culture comes after you. Y'all know how I feel about Kelly, so I'm not going to get into it. Um, if you don't know how, If you don't know how I feel about Kelly and you want to know how I feel about Kelly, feel free to message me and I will talk to you about it. <laughs> So, earlier this year, Andy Cohen confirmed that the series is currently on hiatus after revealing that a cast shakeup may be in the works. I actually didn't know that they had declared this show on a hiatus. I thought that they were just saying that they were doing a reboot. I didn't know it was a hiatus. But anyways, I thought this would be interesting for you guys of what Andy said, because he talked to E! News back in 2021. I don't know if I shared this here before, but... Direct quote from him, he said, I think that the show's really important to a lot of people, and it's the mothership of all of the housewives, and so we just want to take our sweet time. You know, there used to be the times between seasons where we'd say, let's just let the housewives live their lives, and we'll call them, or we'll call on them in a bit, and I think we're in that period in Orange County. I think it will be good for them to live their lives, and then we'll pick it back up when we when we need to. We've got a lot of housewife shows going on in various stages of production, so the good news is there's no rush to air. During a separate interview, Andy shared more details about the future of Orange County, saying, the status of OC right now is that we're just taking a pause. We're in no rush to get into production. One of the benefits of Salt Lake City coming out so strong out of the gate and becoming such a hit is you don't need to be in such a rush then to get Orange County back because you have more to play with. This was an interview that he did with Variety, And he continued on to say, and we really wanted to get back in the production in Salt Lake when it was still winter there. It's a stark contrast to all the other shows to see them with the mountains and the snow. So we love that aesthetic, but Orange County is still fairly locked down. So that was one issue. There were times in the past where we would say, you know what, let's let the women live their lives. And that's basically what I had said. Um, Let me see... Okay, there's a clear hope from the fans that there's some kind of shakeup, and I think we're analyzing everything. I think we just want it to be really deliberate, too. I mean, this is obviously the show that started everything for this franchise, and it's really important. And it's important that we keep getting it right. And by the way, I thought the reunion was fantastic. I think given everything that we faced this season production-wise, it was a pretty good season. I would not say that it was the best season of Orange County, but given everything we were up against, there were some killer episodes. He did add, well, listen, my God, listen, Orange County is going to be great. I hope so, Andy, because I'm losing a little bit of hope here. The press for Orange County right now is just not that good. It's kind of silent, so I feel like fans are going to start losing interest if they wait too long. I understand what he's saying and how Salt Lake City is really popular right now, but I think we have to look at like the longevity of some of these these shows. And like, for example, New York... Um, one of the reasons it's not working for me is because there's three OGs and two new cast members, fairly new cast members. I just don't think that it's working in that way. I think that they need to have either more people or less OGs. Um, and they need to have, you know, so whatever they need to do on Orange County to fix what's going on will, I I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know where their heads are at. I normally it's, 
it's it's not as tight knit as they're making it sound. Normally, there's some sort of source out there that's claiming that so and so is coming back, but I haven't heard anything. So that's the update. So moving on from that. We have a premiere date for Real Housewives of Potomac, and I have some bios to read for you guys. I know, I don't know if I have any new listeners here for Potomac or whatever, but if you follow Potomac, I definitely think you should watch it because it's a interesting franchise to say the least. So the returning castmates are, this is the season, this is the sixth season, by the way, and it's airing Sunday, July 11th at 8 p.m., I believe. Yes. Returning are Ashley Darby, Candace Diller, Giselle Bryant, Karen Huger, Robin Dixon, and Wendy Osifo. They will be joined by new cast member Mia Thornton and Robin's friend Ascale Davis, I hope I said that right, oh my god, is also joining the series as the official friend of the cast this season, which is exciting because we don't normally have friends on um, Potomac. Anyways, here is the bios. Oh, so... I'm trying to find it. Oh, so they're actually going to have a 75-minute supersized premiere on Sunday, July 11th. That's really crazy because they don't normally do that for the premieres. So anyways, um, coming up this season, here's the bios. While Giselle Bryant's West Wing dreams finally come true, the wings of love start to unravel with her ex-husband Jamal, and she tries to focus on building a happy home with her children. Thank goodness that Jamal is going to be on this upcoming season. We need to see this man. Karen Huger's marriage in institution is 25 years strong, and she is ready to celebrate the momentous occasion in a big way. But a pandemic and Ray could could put could both put a damper on her cavi- caviar dreams. Wow. Okay. Ashley Darby is expanding her family with Baby Darby 2.0. She is happier than she has ever been, but fear of the postpartum depression and relationship issues with Michael, oh God, that she fought hard to overcome after giving birth to Dean, threaten her joy. All right. Robin Dixon has waited a long time for that ring, but between building a house, a business, and possibly a wedding, she is overwhelmed and finding it challenging to be motivated to do much else. And it's causing trouble in paradise with her fiancé, Juan. No! Candace Dillard-Bassett is going after her dreams with a vengeance. She's back in school for her master's degree, working on her album and pursuing acting. Her husband, Chris, has stepped in as her husbanger. Why would they do that? (laughs) husband manager to help keep it together but things get tricky when chris struggles to separate work from wife dr wendy osifo has a new attitude and is making some massive changes to her life to go along with it as she ventures into new territories and new territories in work fashion and even her friendships she is finally living her truth and ready to show the ladies the other side of dr wendy yay Mia Thornton is an entrepreneur and a certified boss. She is living life like it's golden with her multiple businesses while being a mother of three and a wife to her successful husband, who is 32 years her senior. Dang. Mia has not always lived in easy on easy street, but she is ready to let it all hang out with the ladies of Potomac. Yay. Robin's friend, Ascali Davis, is a bubbly, fashionable mother of three with a proud Ethiopian heritage. She also goes by the name Ethiopra, but unlike her namesake, she likes to stir the pot. Yes, we like someone who stirs the pot. So, um, I'm actually going to read their bios just because Potomac is kind of a newer franchise. And if I have any new um, fans or anybody planning to watch the show new this season, I'm going to read these bios for you because you'll kind of get an idea of who these women are. So we're going to start with Ashley Darby. This is actually on the Bravo website, but I just pulled them here so I can, you know, read them off to you guys. 
Ashley Darby is an entrepreneur with a passion for hospitality, philanthropy, and holistic health. As a Maryland native with a spicy personality, Ashley has been instilled with tenacity and an unmatched drive to succeed. The oldest child in her family, Ashley grew up juggling multiple jobs to help support her single mom and younger siblings. When she turned 18, she attended the University of Maryland and bartended on the side to keep both herself and her family financially stable. While bartending, Ashley was scouted by the Miss District of Columbia pageant and went on to take the crown in 2011. Soon thereafter, Ashley met Michael Darby, an Australian real estate millionaire who was 29 years her senior. Sparks flew and Ashley was introduced to a world she never knew existed. After four years of dating, the couple married and Ashley went from 22 and single to wife and stepmother of Michael's 26 and 28-year-old children. Ashley is a certified yoga instructor and advocates for that balance is about her inner peace and outer phys- physicality. Although she's having the time of her life, Ashley is working on how to balance love, family, business, along with motherhood to sons Dean Michael Darby and newest addition to the family, Dylan Matthew Darby, with her husband Michael. Yay. Moving on, Candace Dillard Bassett is a sassy and savvy 34-year-old former Miss United States, born in Biloxi, Mississippi. She grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, with her Air Force physician parents and siblings, Chris and Crystal. At an early age, Candace learned what excellence looked like from observing her parents, who worked in different facets. Did I say that right? Faucets? Facets? Of, med- of the medical field. <laughs> a graduate of Howard University, she served a tenure in the. She served a tenure. Oh my God, why can't I speak today? In the White House offices of public engagement and intergovernmental affairs where she liaisoned between the White House and the African-American community for President Barack Obama. She later traded in her suit and heels for the campaign trial, uh, campaign trail, where she served as a staffer for President Obama's 2012 re-election campaign. In 2013, Candace won the crown and title of Miss United States and hasn't looked back since. She has competed in the pageant industry for many years and holds top placements in the Sunburst, National American Miss, National Miss American Co-Ed, Georgia Miss American Co-Ed, Miss Maryland USA, Miss District of Columbia USA, and the Miss United States Pageant Systems. (sighs) That's a mouthful. Uh, (laughs) While she takes pride in her background in public service, she considers herself an artist at heart and is no stranger to performing. Candace debuted in an award-winning independent film, Water in a Broken Glass, and also guest starred alongside Tia Mari as the spunky Sunita Chanel in the sitcom Family Reunion. Also, music is a second language for Candace, singing most of her life. Following the success of her R&B single, I See You, the remix, Candace will be releasing her debut album this summer. Giselle Bryant is a vibrant socialite and resident of the Potomac area who effortlessly manages her jam-packed calendar as a single mother of three daughters, Grace and Twins, Angel and Adore. She was raised by very prominent and powerful parents who set the tone for her path with their work in government and philanthropy. After graduating from Hampton University, she moved to Baltimore where she married megachurch pastor slash activist Jamal Bryant. But when the marriage ended seven years later, this resilient woman decided it was time to move back to her old stomping grounds at Potomac for a fresh start with her three girls. Giselle keeps herself busy with multiple philanthropy projects and entrepreneurial ventures. She generates funds to revitalize various major cities in order to help those in need or in transition. Giselle is committed to working hard and sees every obstacle as an opportunity. She has had a successful launch of her cosmetics line, Every Hue Beauty. The hero product of the line is a tinted moisturizer that is geared to meet the needs of every woman of color. Every Hue is 
currently sold in the mass market retail space. She has also added author to her title as she released her first novel, My Word, in 2019. Giselle maintains her status as sophisticated woman in the Potomac social scene, and with her outspoken, no-nonsense demeanor, she is embracing settling down once again. Oh, let me see who's next. Oh, Queen Karen. Okay. Karen Huger is a pillar of strength and a force to be reckoned with. She grew up in Virginia on a large family farm that has been in her family for more than 100 years. Karen witnessed her father succeeding through hard work and perseverance, and she took her strong family values and followed her heart, living life to the fullest while achieving many successes. She attended the University of Virginia. She is applying her entrepreneurial spirit in various various beauty, fashion, and lifestyle ventures, and she reigns supreme as the Grand Dame of Potomac. Um... She uses her public speaking opportunities to empower women, enabling healing and positive change. Above all else, her family comes first, and she is extremely proud of all that she has accomplished with her husband, Raymond, of 25 years, and her beautiful children, Brandon and Raven. In her spare time, Karen can be found exploring her healthy mind, body, and soul journey. (laughs) Mia Thornton joins the ladies of The Real Housewives of Potomac this season. She is a woman who marches to the beat of her own drum as an entrepreneur, franchise owner, and regional developer. Mia is a graduate of Southeastern Institute, where she received her degree in neuromuscular massage therapy. After graduation, Mia launched her career in Charlotte, North Carolina as a clinical director that eventually led to a five-year partnership with a prominent Fortune 500 company and ownership of Massage Envy Spas. Soon afterward, the expanded success of the company allowed her to develop the joint chiropractic doctor offices in North Carolina, Virginia, D.C., Maryland, and New York. Mia currently resides in Maryland with her husband, Gordon Thornton, of nine years, and three children, Joshua, Jeremiah, and Juliana. Her philanthropic passion has her philanthropic, I should say, passion, has led her and Gordon to serve on the board and sponsor families of the Ronald McDonald House of Charlotte. She is also a proud sponsor of Better World, UNCF, Autism Speaks, and A Child's Place. Interesting. Baltimore native Robin Dixon is the epitome of you can't keep a good girl down. She graduated from the University of Maryland, where she earned a degree in business marketing. While Robin was in high school, she met Juan Dixon, a star athlete at a rival school. In what turned into a whirlwind romance, Robin and Juan became high school sweethearts, attended college together, and eventually married. Juan went on to become a professional basketball player. The couple settled in Maryland and had two talented athletic sons. However, being married to an athlete was not easy, and when Juan broke her heart, the couple decided to part ways. Juan now works as a coach at a local university, and after remaining extremely close and living together under one roof, Juan and Robert have found a romantic spark. Did I say Robert? Juan and Robin have found a romantic spark and renewed commitment to their family and are engaged for a second time around. A full-time mom of two active sons, 13-year-old Corey and 11-year-old Carter, Robin successfully maintains a balance between family, work, and fun. In her true entrepreneurial fashion, Robin splits her time between her real estate investing business and, most recently, her new fashion accessory business, Embellished. She focuses her philanthropic, her philanthropic endeavors on, co- on causes benefiting women, children, and families. And last but not least, Dr. Wendy Osifo is the essence of of a Renaissance woman, professor, political analyst, and entrepreneur. As a Maryland native, Nigerian-born Wendy joins the ladies of the Real House as a Potomac. With her strong personality, she knows how to hold her own and speak her mind when it comes to standing up to other ladies. 
Wendy's life and upbringing embody the ultimate immigrant journey. Growing up with a single immigrant mother who put herself through college, Wendy learned firsthand the value of hard work and never thought of excuses or, f- of, or failure as options. Now an award-winning Nigerian-American television personality and progressive political analyst, she is on a quest to fulfill her insatiable appetite to succeed and obtain the American dream. Wendy received a Bachelor of Arts from Temple University, a Master of Arts from the John Hopkins University, a Master of Science from Rutgers University, and a Doctor of Philosophy from Rutgers University, where she made history by becoming the first black woman to earn a PhD in public affairs slash community, de- community development. Wendy has been married for 10 years. She has she and her Nigerian husband, attorney Edward Osifo, met as teenagers, were friends for several years before making it official after graduating college, and have been together ever since. They have three beautiful children together, eight-year-old son Carter, six-year-old son Cruz, and two-year-old daughter Cameron. And that is the bios for you guys. Rojasas of Potomac will be airing this summer in July. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of After Our Tea. I hope you enjoyed it. Here is your flash filming update for the weekend. Real Housewives of Atlanta has not finalized their casting and they have not started filming. Beverly Hills is airing on Wednesdays. Dallas has been renewed for season six, which is exciting, but they have not announced the cast and they have not started filming, obviously. Um, Real Real Housewives of New Jersey starts filming, I believe, on June 8th or 12th, something like that, but they will be starting and they have one new cast member and potentially two. Um, New York is airing on Tuesdays. Orange County is still on their hiatus, break, whatever. Real Housewives of Potomac is going to be airing July 11th, and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I'm guessing, will be... They've wrapped filming already. I'm guessing they will be airing probably late summer, so look out for that. Um, And that's your Flash Filming update. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. If you have any news to share, feel free to message me so I can talk about all your favorite tea. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.